0: over the internet. <laughs> well, I think it's better to meet people online first. Get to know what they're like inside. You work as a photographer, you find out real quick. People's faces lie. Does my face lie? That <laughs> <laughs> is so good. Do you, do you want some?
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. You look older than you are. You certainly act older than you are.
1: Really? Wanna
0: call your sister? Tell her where you'll be?
1: Maybe later. I'm reading um, Romeo and Juliet. It's a ninth grade book, but I
0: figured I could have it done before the school year starts. Didn't know you're interested in that kind of thing. You thought since we've been chatting for three weeks that you knew everything about me? <laughs> we're all shot here? My house is my studio. I recognize this girl.
1: The things you do wrong, they haunt you. This is officially sick.
0: I have never hurt anyone! It's just so easy to blame a kid. Who are you? Time is over. Now it's time to wake up. This would be uh, episode 107, if I Ow. am correct. I should know because I just put out the la- the most recent one, and I made the art for it this afternoon. But I'm totally blanking. Do the random bonus episode, so I kind of lost track I guess that would probably be easier if I just look at the picture that's one of the most recent things on my phone
1: see I can't rely on the pictures because I
0: always have the numbers wrong on them
1: <laughs> like I have to go back and like correct them
0: I usually I, I feel the same way when I'm doing them so I pull up my uh, list of podcasts on my iPad and finish the number on my phone while I'm looking at it oh uh- there you go. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure that I didn't get it right the first time. So, yeah, this should be episode 107. Good. I like seven. Seven's a good number. Yeah, seven is a good number.
1: Which is. <laughs> oh, no. So so you listened to the Chariot fall. so then you heard me
0: butcher your name. I did. I was going to introduce <laughs> myself as Dayron.
1: Oh, please do. Please do. Okay. <laughs>
0: It it has (laughs) happened forever. Um, Real quick is my parents were super hippies. Mm -hmm. And my name is from one of the J.R.R. Tolkien books, The Silmarillion. Oh, wow. It's it's the one that nobody (laughs) ever talks about. It's like the history book for The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings.
1: I haven't read any of them.
0: (laughs) I've seen films. The films are cool. I like some of the cartoons. Uh, I think the Hobbit movies were a little less good than the Lord of the Rings movies. And it's really cool that it's Peter Jackson. So it is. Yeah, it's Darren. But Darren is an elven musician who created an alphabet for all the whatever the fuck to uh, communicate with each other.
1: Well, see, that's cool. You like have a story behind your name, though.
0: See, I'm definitely going to introduce myself as Dayron.
1: <laughs> Were you laughing at that?
0: <laughs> I, I was just because because uh, of how many times it's happened.
1: Yeah, Heather had to correct me. I was like trying to like pronounce it out. <laughs> I was like, no, it's actually Darren.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think she first called me Darien anyway, so it's all good. Oh
1: really? <laughs> yeah. I love Heather.
0: Yeah, she's awesome. She's been on here a handful of times. We did. The platform that's a good movie a couple others, a couple others she was yeah anyway blah 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> sh- rambles can happen on here, but also we can stick pretty close to the movie. usually, I just sort of do the introduction and try to find a segue into the movie, which basically you you said seven's a good number, which is multiply that by two that is how old Haley is in Hard Candy yeah she's supposed to be 14 I'll probably switch back and forth because the character is a girl but Elliot Page is a guy so well I think it's
1: okay to probably talk about or we'll we'll probably talk about that (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. the character calls themselves a girl they're called Haley yeah, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that if you want. Since I'm so rambly anyway and loosey goosey on the show, I can start the show and then we can go from there. Okay.
1: That like, um, yeah, I mean, cut to the chase doesn't have
0: like a format either. We just go, you know. So awesome. <laughs> I don't know how much of that last bit anybody heard because I started recording a short bit ago. But welcome to episode 107 of the Psycho Semantic podcast. I am Dayron, and here with me for the first time, hopefully not the last time, is Lacey Lou from all of your favorite podcasts. But first comes to mind are The Slumber Party Massacre and Cut to the Chase. Add the rest, uh, skip to my Lou, or skip to the Lou, skip to my Lou. Uh, skip
1: to the Lou. Okay.
0: <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for being on here. Yeah, thank you for having me, Dayron. We fell into this episode. I think you were talking about Hard Candy.
1: Yeah, I watched it for uh, one of my uh, 61 days of hashtag spooky season.
0: (laughs) And yeah, this has been on my list uh, since the show started about a little over four, almost five years ago. And nobody's claimed it yet, so I'm glad you jumped on it. I love this. movie. When did you first see hard candy? Um,
1: God, what year did it come out? Oh, was it like '04 oh, maybe? Yeah,
0: 2004. Two, uh, Wikipedia said 2005, but it's Wikipedia. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. So I would have been in high school, and we didn't see it in the theater. But my mom wanted to like rent it like right away. Um. Mm-hmm. She's a Patrick Wilson fan, apparently. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, so she she had rented it, and um, we had a girls' night with my grandma. All my family is, like, really into, like, movies and horror movies, and um, so we had a, a night of it of... Uh, we had a movie night watching this movie with my grandma, my grandpa, my mom, and my sister. And... I remember we were just, like, all kind of crowded around, like... um, And my grandma's... I was sitting on the floor, and everybody just really dug the movie. And I remember my grandma had made chili that night. So, it was... Yeah, so it was definitely... It's weird that I can remember, like, little details about certain films. (laughs) And where I was the first
0: time I watched it. Yeah, movies and songs can be cool like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was like obviously 2005 so I think I would have either I, I want to say I was probably like a junior or a senior because I graduated '06, so depending on when it actually came out but um it was probably like one of the last movies that I probably got to watch with my mom so that's kind of cool That's pretty
0: cool. yeah were you uh big on uh what AOL I think that's what they were on the AOL chat shit oh
1: yeah yes um god uh AIM do you remember that yes AIM? Yeah, my AIM uh, screen name <laughs> was uh, XOXO Cute Kisses XO. So that's probably why my mom wanted me to watch this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty close to Thong Girl 14.
1: Yes, yeah, like, ah, <clears throat> oh, my voice, sorry. Um, a lot of my friends have really stupid names like that, so... Um, it's definitely a product of its time um so i think it probably hits home for probably girls my age or well we're women now i suppose i still feel like i'm young but um i mean when you think about it that's like 15 years ago ago at this point so
0: (laughs) yeah we were all younger 15 years ago i graduated about five years before you did
1: Mm. see i never know how old like anybody is but i would have thought you were like around my age Not saying that, like, five years is, like, anything. It's,
0: like, nothing difference now, right? Well, it could mean a lot when you get older.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I feel like age doesn't matter as you get older. Now, if you're like Patrick Wilson in Hard Candy, and you're talking to 14-year-old girls, then your age matters.
0: (laughs) Very very much so. And they they make it clear, well, I think they make it pretty clear that there's an 18-year difference. 18, so how old would he be there then? If she was 14, he'd be 32. So he would be a year younger than I am right now. What does that tell you? (laughs) Creeping on teenager, eighth Uh, Haley is supposed to be in eighth grade. Of course, we, I, I mean, we spoil the shit out of everything, plus we just said that this movie is 15, 16 years old. But, well... She's not the most reliable source of information, per se. Because everything that Haley or Thong Girl 14 says to <laughs> Jeff the Lensman 319 is to get him where she wants him.
1: Right. That was one thing that, like, I was kind of always wondering. Do you think she was actually 14 or do you think she was older?
0: I it's hard to say. I've known a lot of super. Wicked smart fourteen-year-olds, but I always kind of thought she was a little bit older. Elliot was seventeen when they made this, right? Uh, and uh, I believe Patrick Wilson was actually not—he is not eighteen years older in real life. Right. <laughs> um, nineteen eighty-seven, and. Wilson was born in 73.
1: So 87 and 73.
0: That's like 15. So a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was a lot closer, but I suck at math. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Elliot Page is actually my age in real life.
0: February 21st, 1987. I'm November. So Elliot's just slightly older. Just a bit. And Canadian.
1: So, but I remember like, I remember being like in 2005, and I probably looked a lot really young too. Um, I was like 90 pounds. <laughs> it's crazy how you get like older and then all the weight like comes on. It's crazy. <laughs> so
0: why? That's I know. Sad.
1: It's not fun, but there was one scene in the movie that made me question the age, which was uh, you know when Haley has the book, the medical book. And it's obviously, like, a college-level book. So either Haley was in high school taking, like, accelerated classes, or I thought maybe Haley was a pre-med
0: student. Could be. Uh, that's... I, I, I've never performed a, a castration, <laughs> but I can't imagine it being as simple as Haley was talking about it.
1: Well, technically, Haley didn't perform one
0: either. Oh, the. Of course. Oh, oh! I'm sorry. Did I spoil it? <laughs> no, I don't know why that I just totally forgot about that part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that she didn't actually perform one either. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it would. I would have been totally fine if Jeff had been castrated. I think everybody would have. And I even saw an interview with the scriptwriter who kept calling Haley the protagonist. Hmm.
1: Well, like, you know Jeff isn't a good guy, like, right away, like, when uh, they meet up at the coffee shop or whatever it is, and he goes and he, like, takes the chocolate from her lips, which this is, like, one of the most grotesque moments in movie history for me, honestly. Like, it's so cringe, and then he licks it himself. Like, I don't know about you, but that's just, like, I, like, even if we were of age... Like if they were of age, I don't want anybody taking chocolate from my lips and putting it on theirs. I think that's disgusting. Especially on a first meet. Right. Like you don't know who this person is, especially now in the times that we're living in with COVID.
0: Let me me rub my thumb on your face.
1: And like, obviously Haley was a, well, Ellen at the time now, Elliot, um, it's kind of hard to transfer that, you know, because um, that's who Elliot was at the time. So if I offend anybody by, you know, talking about that and I don't say the right things, I apologize in advance. Because it is a little bit tricky to adjust.
0: We're all working um, on it.
1: Yeah, we can all do better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I always thought that Elliot Page was a great... Actor slash now actor. I haven't actually got to see anything that Elliot has done since you know transitioning, um, but I always thought that when they were younger, they were a star.
0: I, mean, I, I loved Juno and and In- uh, oh God Inception. Inception. I almost
1: said, insid- I almost said Insidious. <laughs> like <laughs> not too far off, Patrick Wilson.
0: Whip it! I I saw Whip it in the theater.
1: Is that the skater
0: girl movie? Yeah. Or roller. Roller derby. Did
1: you ever play roller derby, or is that just a female sport?
0: I think it's just a female sport. I know a decent amount. A lot of the roller derby people here intermingle with the punk music scene. Mm. So uh, they they uh, Ohio. It's either Ohio or Central Ohio Roller Derby. Um, they, Is that
1: where they, you are, Ohio? Yes. Oh, okay. So Iowa and Ohio we got representing this episode. Yeah, Midwest.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Ohio, sometimes Ohio gets left off of lists of the Midwest, but I don't know where else it would be. The, oh. North, the North Midwest?
1: I don't know. I went through Ohio when I was traveling uh, to the East Coast um, to meet up with Dan. We had, like, a two-month sabbatical where I went to Massachusetts. And I was actually... Because Ohio is, like, right next to Pennsylvania,
0: right? Yep. That's that's what... Uh, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. So, like, on my way back, I had, like, the scariest thing happen to me. And so I went, and the end of September... Actually, it was in 2018 today um that I drove all the way to Massachusetts um so yeah that was what three years ago now that's crazy and then I came back in like the beginning of December and as soon as I hit Ohio like a snowstorm like hit it was like December 4th and I was like it was really scary like I never drove across the country by myself before aside from going to Massachusetts and then I was coming back to Iowa right and a snowstorm hit like as soon as I got to Ohio. and I, I split it up into like two hour days, like um, or t- t- two 10 hour days, because it's like a 21 hour drive. And um, so I had my hotel pre-booked or whatever, and I stayed at like the Red Roof Inn. And it took me so long to get to this hotel. Um, but I finally got there. I got there at like 10: 30, 11 o'clock at night, and I just like crashed and so i could drive early the next morning and i go into the i'm like all my stuff like i because i had packed like my whole life and um so like my car was like packed with like everything and like i had my dog with me and so the car had frosted over so i had to go out and start it to warm it up the next day early in the morning it was like five in the morning it was still really dark out and So I went back into the room and, like, gathered up my dog and everything and left my car running, and I came back out. All of my car doors were open, and the trunk was open, but nothing was missing. It was, like, the scariest thing because, like, I'm by myself for, like, the first time ever, and and it was just, it was, like, I freaked out, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) that was a really stupid story. I don't
0: know why I told it. That, well, because we brought up Ohio. I'm, I'm imagining yes. <laughs> you were driving more towards the north by the lakes and Canadian border.
1: Um, it was coming through, like I went through Pennsylvania to Ohio to Indiana
0: to Iowa. Okay. I live right in the middle in Columbus.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I was just... Um, like, I didn't, like, stop or, like, do, like, destination tour or anything like that. Like, I just wanted to get in the car and get home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a long drive. I don't know if the longest drive one-way or non- non-stopping for a bit of time drive was from here to Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Because the first tour my band went on, we were super stupid, and we decided to start up there. And drive all the way, and that I think that's nineteen hours.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a long drive.
0: (laughs) Fortunately, I didn't have to do any of that. But I have been to Iowa. I've played a show in Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Yeah.
1: I'm in Des Moines. You'll have to. You should see about playing at Woolies. Like they have a lot of um, awesome bands that come through there.
0: Going on tour haven't gone in the last six years since my son was born. Aww.
1: You still play though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I still play. I've got my regular drum set outside the room because there's not, a ro- not enough room for me to podcast with my drum set in here. But I've got a sound ish room in my garage. The garage? Hey fellas, the garage. Well, ooh la dee da, Mr. Frenchman. Well, what do you call it? A car hole. So I've got my drum kit out there and I've got an electric drum set when I get super lazy and I just wanna record straight into my computer or work with somebody online. There you go. So yeah, I still still jam, but mostly doing the the dad stuff lately.
1: (laughs) Well, I told you about how I heard about this movie. You haven't told me how you watched this movie.
0: Oh, I was told about this movie by somebody in one of my, uh, I'm going to say a generic term because I don't remember the exact name of the class, Mm -hmm. but uh, like a women's studies class.
1: You were in a women's studies class. Well, look at you.
0: Took some of those. (laughs) Did they help? I think I think those plus growing up surrounded by badass women helped me. But it, it was cool, and, and I definitely enjoyed it. I started out as a journalism major, and then about halfway through, my advisor said, hey, you'll be able to do journalism jobs with an English degree, and straight-up journalism is dying. So you might want to do something that you can end up doing more with than a journalism degree. So took a lot of English and film classes and women's studies and stuff, stuff on comic books and just ridiculous stuff that they offer for the, uh, you know, arts degrees. (laughs) And yeah, did a lot of stuff on horror movies in my women's studies. i grabbed some old stuff that breaks down the, somebody wrote some academic papers on, the length that males versus females are killed on screen and how more likely they are to be killed after doing certain um, actions that are deemed wrong by... Like the rules? Yeah. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? (laughs) Stuff like that. Worked, worked a lot of horror movies and stuff into whatever I could. Um, so somebody was just asked if I had seen it and I said, nope. <laughs> so they told me to go check it out and thought it was amazing. I, <laughs> even though Haley does have some the, some of the moments where she's like pulling at her hair and throwing herself up against the wall, it makes me a little bit nervous. About her, but right. I don't think I don't think for a minute it's really doubted that uh, Jeff is a shit person. Like you said, all the way back at the beginning, where he's wiping Haley's mouth and then saying, "Well, the shit he said in the chat thread to start the movie out, right? Just totally pervy talking to. Of course, yeah, people." pretend to be all kinds of people I on the internet, like, like Haley did and sort of like he was, but.
1: It's like uh show Catfish. You ever watched that? I haven't. You've uh, never watched Catfish? Uh-uh. Oh my God. It's like, <laughs> okay, like, all right. So, uh, Niamh Shulman, he did a movie and I remember like when that movie first came out, um, we all thought it was going to be like a horror movie. Have you seen the movie?
0: The movie Catfish? Yeah. No.
1: Okay, so there's a movie Catfish. Like, I don't know if I want to spoil it now.
0: Is it, is it a real-life movie or is it a horror movie?
1: Well, all right. So when this movie came out, um, like, the trailers led it to believe that it was going to be, like, this horror movie, right? Okay. Because it's about uh, this guy who um, starts to talk to this girl online, and he's going to meet up with her, Um well, she won't she's like lying about who she is or um he doesn't he just wants to meet her but she like keeps giving like the age old answers like uh oh, you know my camera's broken yada 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 blah 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 and um, so he's like all right we're going to find out who this who I'm actually talking to so like the trailer like if you look at the trailer it totally looks like a horror movie I watch it after we get done here <laughs> and um, it's not a horror movie like at all, but it find you find out that like the he was being catfished. It wasn't who he was really talking to. Um, I don't want to spoil it if you're gonna watch it. But from there, um, MTV ended up creating a TV show with him, and uh, people would write into him. You've seen the trailer or something for it, right? Yes. I just okay. So, but it is literally. Like, it's sad, but it's really hilarious. Like, one dude thought, like, he was dating Katy Perry. Um, And it's literally the... And he was like, no, I'm really talking to Katy Perry. Like, you couldn't, like, get through to him. Like, so... So, Neva's like, you're not talking to Katy Perry, dude. So, they find out who's been catfishing him, right? And takes him to um the person... That's supposedly Katy Perry, and she's like, no, it's me, or whatever, you know, and he's like, no, I don't believe you, and, like, he still didn't even believe that he was not talking to Katy Perry.
0: (laughs) People will bend over to all sorts of yoga teacher positions to keep themselves convinced what they think is true.
1: Right? But there's some really funny episodes, like, definitely, um... If you ever, like, take edibles or anything like that, I definitely recommend watching
0: it because it's a trip. <laughs> awesome. I'll put it on the list. I wasn't sure if the movie was about it. doesn't sound like it is. But I first read something about a football player from, I think, Notre Dame who got catfished sometime forever ago. Maybe 2010. Seven? Something like that.
1: Are you talking about uh, the movie Catfish?
0: No, in real life, there was a big story about a football player. Um,
1: oh, oh yeah, who was that? Um,
0: I remember that. Oh god. Um, he had a cool name, like Mon- Monty Monte Teo or something like that.
1: Oh, uh,
0: hang on. Uh, it, oh god.
1: Um, hang on, football player. Uh, Manti, or Tio, Man- Manti Tio?
0: Yes, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, yeah, he was catfished in a girlfriend hoax, apparently. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think he was on the, um, that Netflix did a documentary on Aaron Hernandez, and I think they brought him up for some reason, that's how I remember that story.
0: <clears throat> uh, Aaron Hernandez, the documentary about him... The, do, they, do we have to say alleged murder?
1: Uh, well, no, he's just a murderer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Like, I think. I mean, unless you think that he's
0: alleged. No, oh, no. I couldn't remember what he got convicted of.
1: Like, he killed, like, three people, at least, that I know of. Yeah. And then himself. But people are saying that he didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. Like, he had the whole... His whole career ahead of him like he didn't need to you know it's it's sad
0: yeah that was still uh keeping in touch with some of the wrong people from back home right
1: yeah um well i mean he seemed like he was in charge though so maybe people shouldn't have been keeping in contact with him true you know he sounds like he was trouble do you watch football occasionally.
0: A show that I used to be on, the Midnight Horror Show, we still have a football league, a fantasy football league, but I do better the less I watch, so I actually haven't watched any this year. I was (laughs) was close last year.
1: I'm on my second year of fantasy football, and I suck.
0: (laughs) I just won my first game, uh, because I also have like the, uh, the John Madden video game cover, Curse, whenever I pick my best player that I pick gets hurt on the first play of the first game. And this one was, uh, Danny trioxin, the guy that runs it. He accidentally set the draft to be before the last preseason game. And my big guy blew out his ACL in the last preseason game after I drafted Ah. him, which, you know, much worse for him. But it is something that always happens when I play.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I'm just going with statistics. <laughs> okay. I'm one in three right now.
0: <laughs> one in three?
1: One in three. Had I played three people that were on my bench, I would have won my game. I just need to be more mindful of that. And I switched out my quarterback, and I shouldn't have did that.
0: So I'm afraid to switch out my my quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. So Well, you
1: got a good quarterback. I have like Jim Burroughs,
0: and then I have two rookie quarterbacks. I have
1: Mac Jones and uh, Trevor Lawrence.
0: Oh, okay. Who are who are your teams? I know you seem to know about the Patriots. Uh, with Dan I being do Massachusetts. know Massachusetts.
1: Well, I all right. So, I am not just a Patriots fan because of Dan um, I have been a Patriots fan since 97-98 era, pre-Tom Brady. Thank you. Um, Is that I true made a bet. <laughs> oh, God. I made a, a bet with my mom. Um, it was whenever the Packers, It was I think it was like the 97 Super Bowl. It might have been 98. Um, my mind. Is not as good as it used to be. Um, but I had saved up $100, like, in change, right? And I was a Packers girl, like, because my whole family loved the Packers, right? Um, and Or my dad did anyway, so I was following his lead, I guess. But so, so my mom was like, all right, I'll bet you your $100 in change that um, my team will win the Super Bowl. And um, if you win, I will give you, I'll match your $100, right? So she bet on the Packers, and I bet on the Patriots. I lost my $100. (laughs) But that's okay, because um, even though the Patriots lost, it caused me to root for somebody that I didn't know anything about. So ever since then, like, I just rooted for them. 2008, I made a bet with my stepdad. Um, I was like, you know what? I think the Patriots are going to win every single game this year, including the Super Bowl, and I'll bet you $500. And he's like, every single game? I said, every single game. And he goes, all right, I'll take that bet. I was fucking stupid. But um, actually, the Patriots won every single game except the Super Bowl. (laughs) So I lost $500. (laughs) Oh.
0: Uh, Good times, good
1: times. I was, I was like, so I was like, I'm gonna win fucking five (laughs) hundred dollars. I didn't. (laughs) But um, it was a hell of a season, and um, it like they didn't even show up play in the Super Bowl. Like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. But it was a good season, nonetheless. I just, I just shouldn't put money on them.
0: (laughs) Ah, so uh, your fault. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, I believe it is. So like, the last time they lost the Super Bowl. I had pre they had won the year before and I had preemptively bought a game winning cake for the Patriots and congratulations Patriots and like I had a big Super Bowl party and they fucking lost and nobody ate the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so like I just can't like I can't run my mouth, I can't talk shit. Like I just have to enjoy the ride.
0: Speaking of rides, Jeff talks Haley into well I think at this point I think she kind of gets him to talk her into going back to his house for the for her plan to take place. Yeah. He her, yeah. He gets her back to the house. They always say never let them get you to the second location. But Haley's the one getting Jeff to the second location in this in this situation. Now, were you suspicious of her? at the beginning of the movie at this point i would say yes just because of the cover right yeah uh, first yeah first time i saw it it was connected with that poster of the little red riding hood and the bear trap basically yeah so i was like oh, okay something something's going to happen but lots so many movies start with somebody thinking that they're in control of a situation and it not going well I think Jeff had like, already It ended
1: very badly for her.
0: Yeah. This was a sloppy kill. From what we can understand, she already did this once. As she tells yeah, us. Yeah, but something. we don't
1: find that out till like the very end though.
0: That's true. But in in Red, like, I guess we can get to that point then. Yeah. But here it starts out what? I mean they have so many things, so many Things people are supposed to avoid when they're in situations like this. There's the him getting her back to his house. Nobody knows where she is, as far as we know. He paid in cash at the bookstore, so there's not a paper trail. I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's just... It's 2005, people paid in cash more often. He hands Haley the drink. She says the thing about not... Taking things that you didn't see poured for you, and this is really when the next phase of her thing kicks off is she drugs the vodka. Haley starts doing the the dancing. I don't know how good of a dancer yeah they are.
1: It, it seems pretty over the it seems pretty over the top when she's dancing, and she's like, just take my photos and like. A bit confused about like the photos that like he had on the wall, like of because so, like, yeah, like I'm confused, like, I was confused because so when like he has the safe or whatever, I know we're not there, but like we're getting there, um, and it only has the one that of the girl that she was talking about, like, was had he only done this one other time and this was a second time,
0: oh, with the. What was her name? Was it Janelle? The person that he wrote 319 on the back of the photo for. The ones in his room.
1: The ones around his room, do you think that they were like actual models? Or do you think that um, he had killed them too?
0: I think there were probably pictures of people he killed in that safe that we find later. But I think the, the faceless women or the headless women around his apartment are part of his, this is my work studio, everything's just modeling, everything's official, you can do this and that, although, again, something that we'll come to later, when he sort of snaps and he just stabs the photo in the crotch repeatedly, there seems to be an aggression there, in more ways than one, when he's yelling about women. But I think the woman in his bedroom was either his first victim or who he wanted to have been his first victim
1: i think that maybe he had i don't think that he, they had killed anybody prior to that girl i think she had just been the one like it had gotten taken too far um but obviously like he had used his advantage of being a um photographer um creepily and i think like he had preyed on younger girls but i think this was the first time and only time that he had actually killed somebody maybe because there was only just her information in there you know
0: and as far as we know just well i feel like the Haley character would have brought up if there uh, That is a really good point uh if Haley would have brought up more of the victims if there was proof of more victims
1: How do you think it was that she found him though, aside from, I mean, she said she had tried multiple times online and he would only talk to girls like of her age, but she obviously knew who he was. um, But what about the friend? How did she get him like the same way?
0: Yeah. Somehow. I think that it was probably, hmm. part of the problem is that we don't really know who Haley is. We don't know how much of what, Yeah. They Well, we know that they say that pretty much everything that Haley told Jeff is bullshit. But then she does have a sister who picks her up, as far as we know. I guess that could be a friend also. So, like you said. Supposedly. Yeah, she could be in college. Probably
1: took herself there.
0: (laughs) So, I think, I don't know if it started out like, did you see any of the things about how they came up with the idea for the movie? No, the producer saw some stories about these young girls in Japan who were luring creepers online to places and then beating the shit out of them and robbing them.
1: As they should,
0: right? So that sort of <laughs> that sort of gave him the seed of the idea, and then he found a playwright because he and I think this is a good idea. The way he said it was you're going to have a movie that takes place basically two people in a room together the whole time, you might want to have somebody that's good at writing plays. So he just sort of came up with that idea and they all worked on it together and Elliot added some genuineness to the age and stuff. But right. if if just taking that idea, the young girls luring creepers, Haley or whoever they are, could have found the first guy who, if we also believe what Jeff says, is the one that likes to kill little girls. It could have gone just basically her thinking that she's trapping, what does she say, Aaron? So it could have been just that she fell into this whole thing that uh, Haley was just gonna fuck with creepers and it turned into something bigger. Because while they, they are... Pretty good at planning things out. You could see in points in the movie that Haley doesn't always have control. Haley sometimes is really bad at spontaneous moments if things change from the main plan.
1: Right. I feel like maybe she knew the girl that they had killed. Um,
0: Donna Maurer.
1: Yeah. It felt like. Um, you know, this was a very much revenge plot. So maybe it was, like, a friend of hers or something along those lines. And it, it it's funny that, um, you know, they claim to be, or, you know, Jeff claims to be, like, a good person. Um, they always do, right? Um, but, like, if that wasn't his intent, or, like, obviously they had been doing it for a while, but I don't know if they had killed anybody else's where, um, I think that's where they're, fault might have came up as killing that one person because i i think that they had probably been doing it for a long time and until that like obviously like Haley wasn't any none the wiser and then that's why i think that maybe she had been friends with the girl that they had murdered now i got a question for you do you think that one part that like i was never like clear on was he obviously blamed i think the friend's name was air his friend that they killed together was Aaron, right? I think was his name. Mm -hmm. And um, he said that he only took the pictures and just watched, but Aaron was the one who killed her, and she was like, well, that's funny because Aaron said the same thing about you. And so she had already visited Aaron. So do you think that they mutually killed her?
0: I think probably because I mean, I don't know a whole lot about serial killers, but it seemed like the stuff in his safe were trophy-like. Yeah, and I don't really know who keeps a trophy of watching someone else commit a crime. I don't. That that was my main sticking point. Was it really seemed well, like a a trophy? Not that he had killed any that anybody else before Donna, but it didn't seem to mess up his life enough that it was out of the picture for him to continue doing it as things went on as you know some sometimes it takes that one kill for a serial killer to know that they're a serial killer of course you don't have to be a serial killer to kill lots of people uh, he was a <laughs> pedophile or whatever i wouldn't put much past him because he does have the times where his co- you know, he tries to stay in control as long as possible, but there are those moments where it's just him and it's really aggressive.
1: Yeah, I think this is by far Patrick Wilson's best acting performance. Like do you ever feel bad for him at all?
0: <laughs> nope.
1: He's telling that story about the first time that like he had feelings for like a younger person. And I think it was, like, with his niece or something he's telling that story. And she's like, yeah. And then uh, Haley's like, "And you know what? I feel no sympathy for you there either, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) um, If you were trying to gain sympathy there, like, you're still fucked up. No. (laughs) I mean, it's a really disturbing story, but he's telling it like he's the victim. Just the way that, like, it seems like he believes it himself. It's just, like, so compelling to watch. But, like, you don't feel sorry for him. But, like, you can just tell how great of an actor he is because, like, he's buying what he's selling. You know what I mean?
0: I think he he might even shed a tear uh, more than one time in the movie. But I think in that part.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, and he's sweating, like, profusely.
0: They just pull in so tight on his face when he thinks he's getting operated on covered in sweat.
1: Anytime I hear a guy talk about this movie, that's the only scene that they like seem to bring up.
0: <laughs> oh, the, the castration scene. Yeah. I, I think one of my favorite scenes or one of the f- freakier, more horror movie type scenes is when Haley gets out the plastic wrap. And I don't know if it's because i being suffocated. Sounds terrible <laughs> to put it mildly but that moment always makes me super uncomfortable is when the plastic wrap comes out but yeah I mean it uh, it does the, the the fake operation scene does speak to a lot of guys I am sure <laughs> she al- she also makes a good point when the, he has to stop in the middle that's not really much of a punishment is it Jeff <laughs> right? i i think i feel like that is still stable camera work and some of the more frantic moments like the shower scene and the plastic wrap and the chair sort of put me on edge a little bit but i think one of the cooler looking ones is the the silhouette scene at the end
1: oh yeah um like the first time I watched it, like I was completely engrossed watching it. Because I just recently watched it, obviously. Uh, I got kind of taken out of it because, obviously, in two thousand and five, I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, I think that was actually the year that it came. Grey's Anatomy came out, I think. But uh, the neighbor is Christina Yang. Um, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, Sandra. Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh is the neighbor. Um, That comes over and is selling the Girl Scout cookies. And it's just really funny to see Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. Like showing up. And it just takes you completely out of it. Like if you watch that show religiously like I (laughs) have. Because she she wasn't like a big name at that time. You know. Um, So it made sense. So she obviously got her big break like after that. But it was just really funny to see her show up. Because I didn't remember that. (laughs) Well should we get into like the ending of... How she courses him to do what he does. Yes. I thought it was brilliant. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was something that I was expecting at all.
0: Right, I was even trying to think last night how surprised I was when it first happened. And it's a fucking rad ending to a movie. Uh, at least that that part. Almost unbelievable
1: that the girl comes, or, like, his ex-girlfriend shows up at the house, and that's what makes him jump.
0: Yeah. It, it seemed like... A bit of a stretch, but I guess I don't know anybody, as far as I know, like that and so into themselves that they would right. do that because self preservation is such a ingrained thing in a person. But usually, there's a well. There's he a...
1: is completely like caught, caught up at this point, though. Like there is
0: no out. Yeah. It would be prison. It would be humiliation. It would be all those things. And
1: And you know what they say about what they do to pedophiles and baby killers or kid killers in prison.
0: So, I guess he preserved himself the way that he thought. There's that scene. There's the standoff, them talking on the roof, and Haley's getting all emotional. He is still drenched in sweat, just everywhere. Desperation on his face. He's already snapped and uh, committed to, what does he say after, when, after he does the stabbing of the picture? This is who I am. Thank you. Some sort of weird, I don't know. I, I kind of assume that he went up on the to the roof to kill her. And somehow she talks him into ending it when somehow timed it perfectly that the only person besides himself that he cares about is showing up at the house. And that also, that was another stretch, I think, was how long was she running around outside the house yelling his name and didn't notice what was going on in the roof and luckily didn't end up where he jumps. I don't know if that seemed odd to you or not
1: yeah like i said the the timing was very off (laughs) um but he can obviously hear her calling his name and um somehow convinces him to throw lunch himself off um the side of the roof which i think she was trying to get it to be done inside the house um but this worked i think probably better because had it happened in the house the chick probably would have came inside And it wouldn't have panned out the way it was supposed to?
0: Probably not.
1: So, but yeah, it did seem like she was out there screaming for him for a long time. Like, why didn't she just, like, look up the neighbor? Like, had seen her on, or had seen Haley on the roof? You're gonna, well, I mean, I guess Haley was laying low at this point, but I think that she probably would have seen him flung himself off the roof.
0: It was fortunate for Haley, or whoever they are, in this, that... Ended up working out for their plan as far as we know. They, the all the ev- what, uh, that really cool little last line. But it, I don't know, it seemed a little bit like I don't know if if he was paying attention at that point, so it was a little bit more for us than anybody else about not, yeah, it
1: was still an ending,
0: yes. Red Riding Hood ventures out of the woods. I, I, um, I'm going to nerd out a little bit. And one of my jobs at, when I was in school was, I they couldn't find any jobs for me in the English department. So I went to work for the folklore department and I got to set up the library. And I always liked folktales and fairy tales and stuff. And I saw some of the older, like pre-Brothers Grimm versions of Little Red Riding Hood. And that didn't have a dude, the, what's it, the huntsman? coming to save Red Riding Hood. She just, she took care of everything herself. They don't really beat us over the head with the the comparison, but I mean, Haley is wearing the red hood and walking out of the woods at the end of this. What did I neglect to say in wrapping up talking about the movie?
1: I'm not really sure. Um, I think we kind of you know, debated of whether they actually killed the person together or not, Um, whether Haley was friends with the girl that had died, um, and that's how she came about, Um, whether Jeff had been, how long has Jeff actually been doing this, Um, and how stupid was the girlfriend to not realize, like, if, it doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense to another person this way if, this was who he was. Like, was he, was she just like his, like make him him think that he's normal type of person?
0: Whatever history they had together seems every relationship that Jeff character had is off. And so there is the point where Haley says, you know, if you jump now she'll just think you're some sad man that she should never have left right so but she still came it's yeah it's it's fucked up I feel like he he used people in his I'm sure he used everyone in his life for something
1: sort of normalcy
0: yeah
1: or to appear normal yeah
0: yeah that bit of normal when he chats up 14 year old girls on AIM
1: right song girls
0: song girls talking about gold frap and whatever other <laughs> fucking bands she made up.
1: Well, and also I kind of want to touch upon like how much of a nice guy he presents himself to be to the rest of the world, because obviously uh Grey's anatomy chick, Sandra Oh thinks that it's okay to have her daughter come over and sell him Girl Scout cookies.
0: Yep. He's the quiet guy that kept to himself. Bunkers you know, cow so from
1: So I mean, obviously, like he does a good job of pretending to be somebody he's not.
0: he's He's good at staging a photo, I guess. It's just him, the photographer setting everything up to tell the story that he wants presented.
1: The picture he wants to paint.
0: What do you say sometimes faces lie. Oh,
1: that's that's true. But yeah, that's about, I think, sums it up.
0: Well, awesome. I hope it wasn't too painful. I had a great time talking with you.
1: Oh, yeah, it was fun. Sorry my internet is, like, wonky as shit right now, so I
0: apologize for that. No worries. I think this turned out really well. I'm sorry if there were points where, where you couldn't hear me. We did talk about that a little bit at the beginning, but especially since this is your first time on, where can people, I know we have some overlap in friends and listeners, but pimp all your stuff that you want people to know about.
1: Um, well, um, all of my podcasts are under the Cut to the Chase feed, um, and you can find, uh, Cut to the Chase with Dan Chase and myself, and then my show, um, Skip to the Lou, which is where I just interview a bunch of people, and then there is the They're Here podcast with Derek Boo Boo, and also we have Cut to the Cartoon Commentary, where we revisit cartoons, um and then god am i missing one? Oh, and the slumber party massacre how could i forget my all female show um i love my girls with heather pell my actual sister in real life nikki k um rebecca reinhardt and carly
0: i think that's it for the episode if you don't mind we'll do our formal goodbye after i end the recording oh no nope, okay. i'm good awesome well yeah like i said you got to check out all those shows.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> I am very glad that you came on. And it was a good time talking to you for real with our voices. And talking about this movie, a cool little horror movie. This will probably be the first episode in October. So worked out well that way. And like like Haley says, well, I don't know if Haley said it, but... Don't go home with Lensman 319. I
1: wasn't planning on it.
0: And uh, (laughs) everybody else out there do the same. Thank you, Lacey, and thank you, listener. He did what we all must learn to do. You. And you. And you. And you. and you. and you. And cover.